Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to 2024 and to the year's first episode of Food and Loathing. Which is your weekly unvarnished conversation about the Las Vegas dining scene, hosted by me, yours truly, Al Mancini, a long time way, way long time. <laughs> Las Vegas food writer and the creator of the online Las Vegas restaurant guide, Neon Feast. And Samantha Gemini Stevens, local food writer and the creator of the Wishbone and Vine cooking blog. The man behind the scenes is super producer and engineer par excellence, Rich Johnson. And the three of us are reunited in person for the first Yay! time in about a month. Yeah, coming everybody to you, here. Yeah, coming to you this episode from Dom DeMarco's Pizza on West Charleston Boulevard, just outside of Summerlin. We are about to dig into some of their great food and chat with the owner, Albert Scaliat. But first, you get to hear from us. So hello, everybody. How the hell are you guys doing? How was your new year? Really good. Quiet. Yeah, quiet with friends. Slept. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't do any drink. of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't do anything too exciting. I was not out at any big party. Yeah. I, for years and years and years, I had to host ABC News Radio's uh, New Year's Eve coverage oh, on wow. Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Basically, when they would get tired of throwing nationally to Times Square, because yep. all the Times Square people go home about 1230. <laughs> Rich, you probably did those Times Square broadcasts I a few times. I never did. It's one of those holds in my radio career I wish I could have uh, filled, but uh, no. Okay, well, I never did Times Square, but then, you know, t <laughs> after like 1230 Eastern time, they've got nobody to throw to. No, right? I watched oh, yeah. it this week. And yeah. yeah. So for radio, they would always throw to me. And that was boring as hell because nothing is happening on the strip starting at 930 our time yeah. <laughs> until about five minutes before midnight. People yeah. are always right? inside. Right. So I'm out there usually with like um, with the people from either Fox 5 or from Channel 13 or whoever I was out there with and whatever casino hosted us freezing my dick off like <laughs> waiting for something to tell and they would throw to me from New York like every half hour like Al what's the scene like in Las Vegas and I'd be like still nothing going yeah. on so ever since that man I don't go out on New Year's yeah. Eve like I don't want to get anywhere close to the strip when I don't have to work for it these days um, yeah so I, I was kind of low case yeah so. my parents taught us they owned a bar before long before they started having kids and they taught us you know it's amateur night so my whole life it's just been stay in keep it cool we were going to go to a friend's wine bar and we said no we're just gonna the four of us we had guests we just kept it oh, chill yeah. yeah my one john and our friend leaning went to bed at like 10 30. my one time <laughs> trying to do Times square always wanted to do that in my yeah. life it was either 91 into 92 or 92 into 93. we go up from dc we have a nice place about a block off 7th avenue the paramount which was brand new at the time oh yeah and it was like 65 degrees oh my God. at 10 o'clock <laughs> on New Year's Eve, which means instead of a million people, there were two million exactly. people out there. Yeah. We got about, you know, the things about in the 46, 45, yeah. fifth, whatever, we got to about uh, 55th or so, and it was just... No. No. For your New York geography, that's still a half a mile yeah. plus away <laughs> from the thing and just a no. Can't We're going back shit, to the room. Right? Can't right. see a thing. No. I cannot sh see shit from the comfort of the room. So let's go do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not New Year's Eve. It's definitely an amateur night. I hope everybody made money out there. Absolutely. I hope all my bartending yeah. friends and my wait wait staff friends made a ton of money, all my restaurant tour friends. I hope a lot of you spent a lot of money and tipped well. But Fuck that. Not for me. Amateur <laughs> night. And I don't Finished. even party anymore, and I still feel like those people are amateurs right? compared to me. Just my they are. Emeritus yeah. status, I feel, but I can't hang with those people. I mean, I'm so excited to be here at Tom DeMarco's, though, man, and I love this outdoor patio. You know this yeah. restaurant? Yeah. Restaurants on the Neon Feast, several of our lists, um, best places to eat near the lakes, um, one of the best pizza places in town, but also at the suggestion of our friend Mitch Schneider, uh, best outdoor dining, because yeah. I had forgotten about this patio. And, you know, we're out here in the winter, but we've got the um, we've got the heaters blowing and I we're feeling it. good. But as soon yeah. as springtime comes around, man, this patio oh, yeah. is just such a great fucking space, yeah. man. And yeah. I've been to some of Mitch's parties out here mm -hmm. on the patio, and it, it's always just a lot of fun. And we love Dom DeMarco's 
because we're gonna we we've got some food coming. We're yes, gonna be I'm talking so to um, to the owner Albert shortly. But before we do that, man, look, you know, we always start the show by telling you about where we've been eating. And um, while I have been planning a few new features to roll out over the next couple of weeks, we won't be changing into any of them today. So <laughs> let's just get to it. Let's do what we do. Let's do what we know we know how to do. I know you guys have both been traveling, but um, let's stick to what you've been eating here Absolutely. in Las Vegas. Yeah. Rich, anything for us? A lot of eating in in the past week since I returned from Portland. I was inspired by some communal cooking with the family up there. So I dug out my paella pan and did a serviceable effort. Scallops, cod, chicken thighs, and hot Italian sausage. On paella? On paella. Okay. Uh, I'm not a huge chorizo fan. I think it overwhelms everything else, and I had some really nice scallops. As opposed to those 15 other things you put in there? (laughs) I only put four. I left left out the crab. I left out the shrimp. I left out clams. I left Mm -hmm. out mussels, which is what I did with everybody in Portland. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, that was great. It was pretty good. How's your soca rat? It's getting better. I actually had something I could call that the yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, got a little crisp on the bottom. <laughs> a little crisp Good on job, the bottom. Man. Yeah, finally just having the courage to let it go and not chickening out. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the hard part. Yeah. yeah. I'm now working on my frozen beef stew and the turkey carcass soup from Thanksgiving, which is great <laughs> stuff this time of year. Eating out. I scored what I... Uh, uh, Score doing what I occasionally love, and that's just cruising Spring Mountain Road. Yes. Seeing what calls out to me. As long as you're not cruising. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> cruising Tropicana Tro- down oh, by the old oh, um, Wild tracks. Wild West. Seeing yeah. what calls out to oh, you. Yeah. That's hey, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, in this case, I stumbled into our driveway, and there, across from uh, the Tofu Hut and next to the Asian Massage Place. <laughs> back, Speaking of. Hafez Persian Cuisine. Mm. You ever been there? I don't think I've been to Hafez. I do yeah. love Persian food. I do too, um, and I don't I, get I'm it trying to think if I enough. have been. I'm not a huge. Uh, I'm not very educated in that, so I, I said, you know, give me something for beginners, and I got you know the shish kebab combo: okay. beef and chicken, mm-hmm. all is well. Saffron rice, a roasted potato, a roasted pepper. I didn't recognize. It was like a fat green bean. And okay. Really hot, mm-hmm. so I chopped it up in little pieces and put it in with the rice and the stuff, and it was a great, a big, generous dinner portion because I was on a Friday and they didn't do the lunch special on Friday for some reason. I guess that's considered weekend. Or that's something. a weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good to know. Good to. So I had a nice leftover lunch. Uh, and speaking of cruising, I bought me an electric car last month. Nice Ooh. Chevy Bolt EUV. So we can't hear you coming. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many uh, <laughs> possibilities for so that. Fast. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for installation of the faster charger at home. I can use the just regular plugs at home, but it takes you know two days or whatever. <laughs> so I go to the DC fast chargers, and the closest one to me is up at the Walmart grocery store on West Cheyenne near 215. And as I'm waiting for the charge, like 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how drained I was, I killed time at the video poker bar in that strip mall called the Edge of Town Bar and Grill with two L's. Mm-hmm. Right. Usual setup, a restaurant with kind of bar tavern food through one door and the bar the other. That way they keep the bar open 24-7 when they close the restaurant. Poker's been cruel to me, but the buffalo wings were excellent. <laughs> Very authentic. Anchor bar style buffalo oh, sauce. Oh, I do love that place. I got the medium. Next time I will try the hot. And remember my compliment, my complaint rather. About the extruded fries at Marche Bacchus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we weren't even, never confirmed were extruded, did we? They, you know, I don't know much, but I know that okay. when I see it uh, and taste it and feel it. <laughs> this place, the edge of town, had extruded fries, but they were wonderful. They were uh, a bigger, a thicker fry, like a standard thickness, like a McDonald's fry or a Five Guys fry, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they have a tiny amount of panko-like breading on them. And the thicker than matchstick size means you can taste and feel the potato inside. It's not all just fried outer shell with nothing on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I will be back to the edge of town as I recharge, and I will try other things, even though those wings and fries will be singing their siren songs. <laughs> can't you um? Can't you go into like one of the station casinos and charge your car there? They are, Don't they do that? I'm. The one time I went, it was a slow charger, a slower. There's oh. there's three things. There's the regular old wall plug. Yep. There's the thing like you use for your dryer. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting installed in the house. When you say dryer, you mean your, like the your like clothes, clothes dryer, dryer. dryer not big, my hair yeah. dryer. And yeah. then the tumble D- dryer. Yeah. Okay. And then the DC fast charges where you pay. You know, full charge was twenty bucks, mm-hmm. but a full tank of gas is forty-five to fifty bucks. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's that. So that uh, that's what I'm doing with that. Okay. All cool. right. I'll try station as well, because that sounds like a great idea. I mean, I just know you and love it's not to play bet. the 
the video poker, and you know, you <laughs> yeah. might get better odds at a station Maybe. casino. And than I was gonna say, there's some good food in stations casinos, so oh, some really <laughs> you good. Can't food. Go wrong that. Yeah, you can't go wrong spending an hour or two waiting for your card. I'll go to see charge. a movie while <laughs> I charge. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Gemini, man, how about you? Any good meals? Uh, well, I I came home really late Monday night, so I've got one good and not. And one good and one not so good to share. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the bad news. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I tried a place called Pepper Lunch in Shanghai Plaza on Spring Mountain Road. Um, okay. Admittedly, I was going to order from one of my faves, Shanghai Taste, in the same plaza, but I thought I'd try something new when it popped up as recommended. Popped so, up as recommended. Yeah, so I ordered it. I, I ordered it. So oh, okay. on the yeah. app. Oh, okay. I was, on your takeout yeah, app. Because I was yeah, not aware. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gotcha. I've been sleeping for shit. I've been feeling like shit. So Shanghai mm-hmm. uh, taste always makes me feel better. You hear me say it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, something new. I looked it up. It's a small chain with four or five locations nationwide, including Texas and California. And maybe it was a bad day, but it was just not a good lunch. And I'm going to caveat this all over the place. I know what I'm getting when I order delivery. I I'm just going to say, you that. order delivery from a place that you've never tried uh, before. I think I, at that point, you are we are entering into crapshoot sure. realm. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. not even at a good crap no. table. You no. know? And, yeah. and I was willing to take the chance. But And again, I know what I'm getting into. They claim to be a DIY teppanyaki place, which is to say you get all your stuff in a hot cast iron pan and, and to heat it up and mix it up however you like and mm-hmm. with sauce and what have you. I've watched the Instagram. I've seen the socials. Um, and knowing that it would be pre-mixed for me because it was delivered, and I understand there could be differences in delivery, everything, mm-hmm. um, I was still kind of really hoping it would be interesting based on descriptions, and it just wasn't. <laughs> and before people start giving me shit, again, I tempered my expectations because I chose to Not even in. up to your limited expectations. No. no. I didn't expect the food to look like the social media, duh. Um, <laughs> but I did have high hopes on the flavor given everything I'd been reading, and it tasted even more bland than I looked. Ooh. Um, I asked for something called eel pepper rice, and I asked for double meat. I'm a huge eel fan. If I go out for sushi... Um, you are going so far <laughs> out of my ordering. Yeah, I mean, look, but you're, you're a fucking badass. So I'm going to give you this, okay? Like, we're not. I'm not criticizing you here. Sure. I'm just saying. <laughs> never been to the place. And I ordered eel. Ordering it online <laughs> and double ordering eel. doubling the eel. Like, whoa, man! I totally you, get it. You were all in on this I was fucking all gamble, in on this man. Deal. Yeah. And. Um, Here's the thing. The one good thing about it is that the few pieces of eel, they were chopped up really tidy that I had, actually tasted like they were cooked really well. That was the only glimmering piece of hope that I had. Mm -hmm. Everything else was bland. The rice was kind of mushy. They even gave me four sauces. Two of them were obviously soy. Two of them tried to be eel sauce, I think, but didn't quite get there. Uh, It just, the potential just. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah. we will not be back there. No, I, I don't think so. The miso soup was yeah. bland, and how do you bland miso? I, I mean, unless you water the hell out of it. And so. Yeah, I tried to be miso. <laughs> I tried to be, worst Taylor Swift song ever. Yeah, so uh, I, I'll just skip the rest of it and uh, just. Just yeah. no. No. <laughs> You're going with a no. I'm gonna, there. just going to go with a the no. Old Cisco and and if somebody has down. something different to tell me, please. Tell me. I'm on all the socials at Wishbone and Vine. My email is Gemini at wishboneandvine.com. I, I want to hear it. Tell me if I need to give them another chance, but I'm just not feeling it. Okay. Um, Redemption comes with a stop at Ochatai near Charleston and Rainbow. There's also an express location in Henderson. I'm not sure of the menu limitations on their express. I'm putting mm. up air quotes. <laughs> um, and then there's the OG in downtown Las Vegas. I wanted Pad CU, the that garlicky brown sauce over wide noodles with broccoli, egg. You usually get a choice of protein. I went with seafood again. It had a lot of perfectly cooked prawns, mussels, calamari. It had great heat. Definitely hit the 6 out of 10 I was asking for so you could feel it, but it wasn't going to blow your head off. And the garlic was fully present in exactly what I was craving in that moment. The noodles were tender while still having a nice chew when eating it, and I loved the young, tender, leafy, flowering broccoli they used. I didn't need to add anything to it. It was perfectly done and presented. I felt so much better about my second oh, choice yay. this week. Rock on, Ochatai. <laughs> so thank you, Ochatai. You we feel colors? better that you feel better. Did you get new colors put in your tattoo? Uh, I got yeah. a new tattoo. Oh, you got a new tattoo? Okay, oh, that's I it. I started wow, it's it. very yeah. fresh there. used okay. to be yeah. very fleshed on It used to yeah. just be that really crappy chili pepper that uh-huh. is still on my Instagram, and I'm going to leave it so I have a reference. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're going over that, and we're just going to fill it in with all the food stuff. I'm going to cover this with a hot sauce bottle. This and, is your uh, right forearm for yep, those Yeah, my uh, right forearm. It's going to be very hot, saucy, and veg- vegetable 
driven when I'm done. Cool. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, Looking having good. fun with it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Top Cat Tattoo and Lex. He's amazing. Okay. Now, with that out of the way, <laughs> not even a paid announcement, I would say. No, no. Uh, my turn. Okay. Um, so, first of all, while it's not food-related, I do want to mention that I paid a visit to Opportunity Village's Magical Forest this oh, week. Oh, I'm glad. I really just want to send a shout-out to everyone involved in that. It's such a cool Las Vegas holiday tradition. All the lights and decorations really get you in the mood. I didn't eat there, though, so I will move on. But just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's and so good I like to, to remind people. Absolutely. You know, so. And it's such a beautiful space. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what did I eat that night? Marche Bacchus. Um, Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which I do like, by the way. Yeah, well, you I should. Do. It's an excellent yes, restaurant. Yes, it is. Um, you just have a fry issue with yeah. them, which I've, I'm mad I didn't order the fries because I'm a feeling freak. this would be a time I would disagree with you, but I didn't have them this time. Um, okay, but what a great place to enjoy the holidays, man. Like fires roaring out on the patio, which is overlooking that ma- man-made lake like Jacqueline. They have that amazing bread right from the start. You're presented with Monzu bread, you right? They're one of the few Monzu people bread. that still gets the bread from there. Our meal was outstanding. Um, Sue started off with some French onion soup. Really, really good. I will say it was a, a smaller portion than you often get. More yeah. like a, a cup as opposed to a bowl, okay. right? But it was in a French onion soup ramekin. Yep. And she really liked that. She liked the size that it came in and all. She thought it was really cute and adorable, but it's kind of <laughs> hard to break through the, oh, um, the cheese yeah. and the bread crust, <laughs> right, in a smaller without knocking it all the fuck over the place. She soldiered on. She was a trooper and she rocked it and it tasted delicious. Love but, it. you know, then w- worth noting that. Um, what else? I had a really cool goat cheese goat cheese napoleon to mm. start which is really such an unusual presentation of these classic tastes that they they mix together there which are of course the goat cheese mm-hmm. excellent honey and a little touch of truffle yeah, baby. and that napoleon presentation of it was just really really intriguing yeah. to me really breathed some new life into those flavors which are of course just a very delicious. classic flavor yeah. combination so um bravo to whichever i don't know if that's chef brad the ogden that came up with that one or if it was if it predates him on the menu i'm really not sure but bravo to whoever came up with that i really 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 enjoyed that dish and it gr- cool unique package for those flavors um i love my duck dish with crispy skin duck accompanied by now check this out like house-made sauerkraut and then broccolini that had been crisped up in a beer tempura and this is like i love the sound of this i know right i saw it because usually when you see duck on a menu it's it's usually a higher end like a french you know whatever and of course this is French restaurant, yeah. but but this was just so German beer house tasting, right? I was just right? Thinking, like, beer usually hall. you're expecting like some sort of fruit sauce or something, and I'm hearing a lot of like pickled flavors and yeah, oh. so so really amazing. good, man. So I loved <laughs> that dish. Um, Sue really loved an interesting. Uh, shrimp and crab cake, which she had Ooh. as her entre- entree. Very unusual texture, different from a straight crab cake. Okay. I thought it was a little plain, needed a little acid. Sue didn't necessarily agree. Okay. Um, but then I had the accompanying salad. Of, I just took a bite of that, which had arugula and some um, hot peppers and a little vinaigrette. That provided the go. acid that I was looking for. So really, really good. And then um, to wrap things up, Bradley Ogden's butterscotch pudding. I mean, I haven't had butterscotch oh. pudding in a restaurant. I don't know when. I don't think I ever? have. Yeah. I mean, ever. Right. Seriously, does anybody even do pudding, right? Everybody wants to do mousse, right? Yeah. Like, right. This or, is I mean, Badino is. Panacotta or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 And this is this was heavy and thick, and it had um kind of a graham cracker crumble mixed into it. And I love the flavor of butterscotch. Yeah. I've been getting into some butterscotch cookies they do over at Summer House mm. right now. I've really been rediscovering my childhood love I've got of a butterscotch. butterscotch pretzel thing that came in a holiday thing i'll send you a photo of when i get home it's pretty fucking amazing yeah. well I, I i loved this so bravo chef bradley ogden on that one and on new year's eve during the day sue and i went over to fountain blue so she could see the place and we did some dining in their food court or their food hall or their food place or their <laughs> food hallway i don't know what the fuck you want to call it you sure. all know what it is there's one everywhere these yeah. days yeah. it went from being the hot new trend to you know what the fuck i'm tired of this but no there's <laughs> is very very good and um okay so i had three hand rolls from bar ito okay and bar ito is of course i guess this the, the food hall version of their omakase restaurant yeah. that's up on the top floor that's a bajillion dollars right. and nobody yeah. eats the same dish twice all that kind of shit right um so it's nice that they have an approachable thing. $33 for three three rolls, three hand rolls. Okay, you know, yeah. casino pricing. I'm not going to complain right. about that. It was quality fish. I liked it. The packaging on this thing, 
I've got to say, man, I'm just, I'm so tired of being at this age where I don't know if it's me <laughs> or if it's the rest of the world. What, was, what were you like, faced with? Okay, well, the, they, they box everything. Actually, everything we got from both. Sue also had a sandwich from Nona, which was their sandwich shop. Okay. Meatball sub, right? So both of them are packaged as if you're in an Apple store. I mean, like, like the packaging is just like oh crazy. Like Nona was this this really cute little um, box that you picked up, and then it unfolded like a flower, oh, and like wow. the sandwich was inside. Really cool packaging on the sandwich. On the um, the hand rolls from Bar Edo, yeah, you get it, and they give you a whole little box, right? And you take your box, and it has your hand rolls are in there, your wasabi's in there, your soy sauce is in there, your ginger's in there. Bring it over, and when you open it, on the the lid of the box are instructions on how to open each individual hand oh. roll. Oh, God. Because, <laughs> now I'm sure some genius came up with the packaging on their hand rolls. And once you figure it out, it's pretty fucking good. It keeps these rolls fresh. Okay. okay. But I just, it's like me trying to start a roll of toilet paper, right? Like, you know how that is always <laughs> yeah. just a fucking disaster. Oh, it never God, works out. Yeah. Me eating my yeah. first hand roll from this, trying to unpackage it, because it's like they yeah. roll. Okay, imagine if you were to lay out a sheet of nori, okay. and then lay out the first layer of, of rice over it, yep. then lay out the fish, right? Yep. Now, if you were to cover that entire sheet before you rolled it, cover it on both sides with plastic. Then you wrap it up in a roll in the plastic and put a sticker on it, right? Okay. So now we get it back to our table. So you got to take the sticker off it. Now, as you unroll it, and you get it all the way unrolled, you'll see there's a tab on the other side that you then lift <laughs> oh. up, and then you re-roll it. Right, and you peel it off, so it's oh. kind of like fruit ro roll-ups on fucking steroids meets <laughs> tough first. And honestly, the first one was a fucking disaster. After that, it's I had no DIY problem sushi? with them. <laughs> yeah, I had no problem with the second and third one, and they were really, really good, and it kept everything fresh, and okay. it, it really did work out. But I, I, I gotta find out. I want to see a millennial do this shit. <laughs> And see if they can handle it better than me. Yeah, if right? I'm just the old man that can't handle the packaging anymore, <laughs> I don't know. My immediate question is, did they do these like yesterday and they have them stored because that make, keeps them fresher all I'm like I'm sure that. they didn't do them yesterday, but, but they, they didn't probably do didn't order. do them to order. They yeah. Probably, yeah. Because it's at a stand. At in a, right. Yeah. You know, okay. so, and it that's comes out in the boxes. So that's how fresh. they keep them fresh. And yeah. it was really, really good. Again, I wasn't really that upset with the price on that. 33 bucks oh, that, for three hand rolls yeah. in a casino at the top of the thing. I yeah. will say Sue's meatball sandwich from Nona was $16. Hmm. I don't know like how that's going to resonate with people. That struck me as a little on the high side, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe not. The other new part casino. of me says new mm. casino. They're 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 trying things out. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. um, but new eighteen-year-old casino that has yeah. so much debt service <laughs> yeah. you can't believe. Yeah, it's and, and it's not pricing from the original no. build-out. That's yeah, yeah. No. for sure. But look, it was cool. I had a great time getting over there. In fact, guys, I want to take you guys out maybe in the next week or so. Let's go over Let's to Mother go. Wolf. Let's yeah. try that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some ideas for this show. We'll put it, it on the corporate card. Um, <laughs> yeah, have a little fun with that. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about Fountain Blue. I haven't been invited to check out any of those restaurants. So I'm not saying that as a complaint. No, man. Not you know, at all. we explore them on our own pace yep. as we will. Yeah. I would like to get in there and, you know, maybe have somebody show us around one of these days. Rich, I know you've been talking to them about maybe getting into doing a podcast. So maybe we'll uh, yes. we'll get some reply from our friends Arian over there. But if not, look, Fountain Blues, I love Fountain Blue. I, I just think it's so huge, it's so massive. It it harkens back to a a time and a design period in Las Vegas. When, when people were trying to do everything grandiose. Right. And I dig yeah. that. I, I mean, as you can tell, subtlety, not exactly my fucking strong <laughs> suit. So, um, you know, I really like it. So I, I will go back there over and over and over again. Awesome. I will try every restaurant in there, and I'm excited about it. But now you know what I had on my first visit. Yeah. Finally, yeah. my last restaurant visit of the week, I watched the Winter Classic hockey game at the George in the new Durango Resort. And despite a frustrating game, I love that venue. It is just such yeah, a... The photos looked really great. Fun yes. spot to watch a game it's a little weird i found out a couple things to give you a little hints you know there's the big outside and they have the wraparound screens all over and then there's the big inside which again looks like a sports book with wraparound right. screens multi-levels there's a floor level near the sports book cage and then there's a second level with some tables and yep. some drinks and a bar and then there's a third level which again wow. another bar and more tables that's the indoors right yeah now what i found out was that the bar on the floor is run by the casino and the bar inside is run by the restaurant. Ooh. Interesting. So different whiskeys available. Like when I went up to one bar to say, oh, I see you have. And they're yeah. like, no, we don't have that at this bar. So no big deal. Also, 
it's a nice separation, but you do have to like kind of zigzag in and out if you're okay. sitting in the back level and you want to go down and place a bet. Yeah. Now, most people don't give a shit because they have the app. Right. And most people gamble that way. Yep. And that's why these places are being designed so beautiful. Like, they don't yeah, expect you to get up and down exactly. to gamble. It's the a serious gamblers are doing it on their phone. Yep. I wanted to place some money on the nights and check and see if there were, you know, in, in-game betting and all that. So I kept running down. Yeah. It was a back and forth. It was a, you know, whatever. I need the exercise. I could use it. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. complaining. I'm just telling you. But I love this room. I just fucking love the way the George is set up. It's up that's there awesome. now with... um. The front yard. Oh, yeah. And like born and At raised. And, then, yep. and this place are like my, now I think going to be my go-to nights viewing oh. spots. All so, right. Love all of them. As for the food, Philly cheesesteak, egg rolls. Um, man, how can you not order those every once in a while? <laughs> I like they came split down the middle, which was nice because it allowed the grease to either drain or at least cool off. Because oh. a lot of times you get like a cheesesteak in a dumpling form or yeah. an egg roll form and you burn your face off trying to bite into it. So yeah. didn't have any of that. Really good. Did some good truffle fries. Had some really huge shishito peppers. Mm. Loved them. And then Sue ordered the lamb ribs. Yes. Man, just that fucking excellent. Great. I don't. Okay, you're a home cook. Yeah. Difference between lamb ribs and ra- lamb chops? Um, it depends None, right? on. No, there are. There, okay. there are ribs are actually the ribs, and with lamb chops, you can either get shoulder chops, you can get leg chops. Oh. There's all kinds of different cuts you can do with that. Is that so, it? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I figured yeah. once you just chopped the the or rack ribs. of lamb down, each gotcha rib chop. made its own chop. No. Okay. I um, don't really know. No, I mean, I'm not a yes, butcher. I don't you, know how yes, to butcher. If so you, if you leave, um, like the eyes on it. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah, it would become a chop. Okay. Anyway, so we had the lamb ribs really, really good. Look, I like lamb to taste like lamb. Yes. I hate when people go, oh, we have lamb, but it's not at all gamey. I know. And I'm like, well, then <laughs> well, just fucking give me yeah. a cow. Why am I eating okay. it? Why am I eating <laughs> game if I don't have some game? Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, I mean, not that lamb's really a game meat itself, but it's, you know, a, a, a lamb, I want to have some character yeah. in its flavor, you know, and this yeah. did. So As the son of a hunter who grew up eating wild duck and pheasant, first mm-hmm. time I had duck in a restaurant other than the sauce i'm going you're disappointed Where, you? where's the duck taste <laughs> yeah. yeah well you want any animal that would naturally graze and wander around you want it doing that yeah. because yeah. it's out there it's picking its own food mm-hmm. from the ground you know and that affects the flavor and that's why you know that's why we love those things so much so they had great lamb over there um really enjoyed it plus pistachio mint pesto on the mm. side with that which you know more than your average sports bar yeah right so bravo to them i loved it that's awesome. Coming up in the news, slow food and Italy's birthday. But first, Albert Scaliot will join us to tell us the story of Dom DeMarco's Pizza. This is Food and Loathing. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the At Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. And joining us for this section, we have Albert Scaliat of Dom DeMarco's, who is, of course, our host for the day. We're waiting on some food coming out, but um, he has a few spare minutes before their big lunchtime <laughs> rush kicks in, so he's willing to join us. Albert, how are you? Thanks so much for hosting us here today. Oh, man. my pleasure. I'm happy to be here with you guys. You know, Dom DeMarco's, what are you guys, about 10, 10-ish years in Las Vegas yeah. right now? December 1st was our 12th anniversary. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Time flew by, right? That did fly by. And the pizza change has, the pizza scene in Las Vegas has changed so much since Tom DeMarco's has been here. And I want to talk a bit about it because you guys have led that change in many, many ways. Wow. Um, And you've been out here from the beginning, right, sir? Yes. And food's arriving. Well, let's, okay, let's talk about what we got. Yeah, let's. Could you describe what just sat down in front of us, sir? 
Okay, we have a short rib pizza. Short rib pizza, that's, that's a round pizza there. We got short rib filled raviolis. Oh my God, Whoa. yes. Oh man. <laughs> and we got a garbage pizza over there. Oh my God, All the yeah. toppings you could think of in the world. That's for And Rich. I love how it's yeah. like coming Rich off the side of the plate here. I'm going to yeah. take a photo for the socials. And it's yeah. uh, the pizzas are, are cooked the way we like to cook them at Dom DeMarco's like we did in Brooklyn. Well done. Cool. Ah, I love or done well. well done. Done well and well done. Done well and well done. Are these sliced? We're going to need oh, yeah. some napkins oh, yeah. here, too. Okay, I'm getting some of the short rib bad boy. I'm going to get a little in. bit of both here in a minute. Yeah. And, and yes. Yeah, so, oh, my God. So, Albert, here. So you, you you alluded to Brooklyn, and that was the deal. When Dom DeMarco's came to Las Vegas, the buzz around everybody who knew pizza, they were talking about, it's like, oh, DeFaris from Brooklyn, which is one of the most famous pizza places in Brooklyn, was coming to Vegas, right? But you weren't calling it to Farrah's, you were calling it Dom DeMarco's, right? That, that was the buzz that was happening. So could you explain the relationship and how the move came to Las Vegas? I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. Back in 2005, at that time, my favorite pizza was DiLorenzo's Tomato Pie in Trenton, New Jersey. Hmm, interesting. So I was at a meeting in White Plains, New York, and after the meeting, naturally, we started talking about pizza. Mm-hmm. So I told the guy where my favorite pizza, he said, my favorite is the Fair in Brooklyn. This was 2005. Uh-huh. He said, you, you, you know, we got time. You want to go over there? So mm. we go over. Right. So I tasted the pizza. I fell in love with it. Now, for people who don't know. Now, what were you doing at this point as a career? I have my mouth full. I love it. Oh, it's, it's so much more honest this way, Al. As a career, I had a mortgage company called Best Mortgage of Nevada. Okay. I, mo- I moved here permanently July 1st of 2000. Okay. I had retired. I retired here, but I couldn't take it six months of not working. I said, <laughs> I got to do something. I know that. My dad did the same thing in the, at the same time. So I got in, um, in the mortgage business, which was taken off real good. But anyway, in 2005, my son-in-law, Jeff Lepore, and I, we were building a hotel over here called The Element on Town Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to White Plains. So the guy talks about the, uh, the Farrah pizza. So we go to the Farrah pizza. I fall in love with the pizza. So I go up to the counter. Now, it's a little joint. It only has six tables. A line around the block. Right. One of those classic old-school Brooklyn joints, oh. man. Actually, Dom DeMarco is the real godfather of pizza. He's the guy who first started putting really prime ingredients on pizza. Mm-hmm. And in the years to follow, uh, Lucali co- uh, copied them. Uh, so many people copied them, and they, they'll tell you right out, they learned how to make pizza standing at the counter at the Farrah Pizza in Brooklyn. Right. So anyway, I says to the daughter, I didn't know her at the time, very friendly with her. Now, listen, I said, I'm a retired pizza guy. I'm living in Vegas. I'd love to bring this pizza out there. And real cocky, she said to me, my father gets offers from the suits on Wall Street all day long. <laughs> He's not interested in doing anything with anybody. Turns around, leaves me standing at the counter. <laughs> so now... Cold. As, as we're building this hotel, we, every month or so, we go back to White Plains. We go back to DeFara. She's cold as ice. Mm-hmm. So after about two years of this, she says to me one day, oh, you again, I'm going to turn you over <laughs> to my brother, Dominic. He calls the shots around Uh-oh. here. Mm-hmm. So for a second, I got really happy, right? <laughs> right. So <laughs> her brother's standing on the other side of the counter with his back towards me, uh, him and his father, making mm-hmm. pizza. So I put my hand out to shake his hand, and he looks at me, and he gives me a, like a, a, a nod of his head and turns around. I said, honey, for a couple of seconds I was happy, but you put me <laughs> from the frying pan, you, to the fire him. <laughs> so now fast forward to 2008. December 18th, we open this hotel. We go back, and I got a card with my name on with the hotel. Mm-hmm. So we walk into the pizza joint, and I says to Dominic Jr., Hey, look, I says, we just opened this hotel in Vegas. It's not a casino, but it's a beautiful hotel. I want to invite you out as my guest. And he says to me, why would I want to go to Las Vegas? (laughs) I got everything I want right here on my block. I don't even own a car. (laughs) And he turns around and he leaves me standing there. I said to my son, let's get out of here before I punch this guy in the face. (laughs) Now, two weeks later, I get a phone call. My best friend, Dominic DeMarco from Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, Al, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. What's going on? You know, I went home. I showed that card to my wife. I didn't know she watches all these uh, TV shows about Las Vegas. Now she wants to go to Vegas. 
Does this uh, does this start, <laughs> does this still stand that I could come out and stay at your place free? I said, well, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to send you first class tickets and you stay as long as you want, but I want you to bring your father. Hey, yeah. My father came from Italy in 1957. He left 13 times every time he left to go back to Italy. He said he won't leave Brooklyn. No way he's coming. Mm -hmm. and, and fast forward with that, when we opened the Farrah Pizza in 2014 in Caesars, they says, look, get him out here. We'll put him in a big, a big suite. We'll send first class tickets. We'll give him 2500 for the week. So I called the old man. What do you think he said? He said, you know, he hardly spoke English. He said to me, if they give me a million a dollar, I know go. <laughs> Not what they're used to hearing at the casinos right? when they're throwing around comps, right? Now, did DeFara open before Dom DeMarco's? DeFara in, no, no. in Caesars or Dom DeMarco? We opened in 2014. Okay. We opened here 2011, okay. December 1st. Right. So anyway, uh, what was I talking So the kid comes out. I call him a kid. He's like 60 years old now. <laughs> but they come out, him and his wife. They spent a whole week here. Now, my son had a, in his big kitchen in his backyard with a pizza oven. So every day we made pizza, took them all to the, all the nice restaurants. The end of the night, the week, he says to me, look, the only reason we never did anything is because we import the most expensive stuff from Italy. And my father always said, nobody's going to do this. They'll ruin our reputation. Mm -hmm. He said, but I could see you guys are serious. So... He goes back, he calls me, he says, look, my father wants to meet you guys. Now, they, at that time, they were closed Mondays and Tuesdays. They were open from noon to four, Wednesday to Sunday, and then from four to six, they'd close because the old man still thought he was in Italy, he had to take a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> they opened from six to nine. So we went on a Sunday night, we had dinner there. Monday we go, Monday and Tuesday, we go to meet with the old man. So when we walk in, you guys will get a kick out of this. When we walk in, nine o'clock in the morning, Father and son, they're sitting at the table, and they have glasses that big, huge glasses, halfway full of ice, halfway full of Coca-Cola, and halfway full of expensive Amarone. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, naturally, they made one for me and for my son. Well, my son-in-law, he drinks a little bit. Me, I don't drink at all. But I didn't want to embarrass the guy right now. So now I'm drinking this wine, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I can feel my face getting red. I'm starting to sweat. Well, good business deals right? come about. So he says to me, uh, Cuesta Paez. And I knew what he meant. Where do your people come from in Italy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I told him, Cendola, Fria di Cendola Provincia de Salerno. He starts laughing. I said, oh, Dominic, why are you laughing? Hey, I spent a two-year in the Italian army over there. They are good people there. So... Half hour later, an hour later, we shook hands. We made a deal. We didn't sign anything. We made a deal. So now I find out that to, he, it's easy to get all that it's those ingredients in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right, but a little we, harder to get them out in Vegas. To get them in a desert, you got a problem. <laughs> so it it took us. We were we we rented this place June first or January first, two thousand eleven. We were going to open in June. We didn't open until December. The the tomatoes and the cheese had to come from Italy to Miami, to Phoenix, no, to Chicago, to Phoenix, oh, to us. God. Wow. It took more well-traveled to some of my friends. <laughs> it took me six, six months to, to get all the, the ingredients to come. And once you started getting it, probably every other pizza maker was able to jump on those, connect, those importers. <laughs> well, you, uh, yeah. you, like you, I say, you said the pizza revolution. Yeah, well, we started it, and now every, you know, there are a lot of good pizzerias in town now. There wasn't when we got here. Metro was always a good yeah, one. Metro is always fantastic. Yeah. There yep. are one or two other good ones. I said, you know, I brought this up when I when I was here with you the other day, that even when I look at the great pizza makers, the people I really think are, are very, very good in Las Vegas, names that come to mind, people like Vinny Rotolo. Oh, yeah. I first met him here at Tom DeMarco's when he was working here. <laughs> yeah, he and was he, my manager. Yeah, and he, he was doing some managing. So you, you guys, I mean, helped train some of the, the generation of... I mean, he had obviously done some pizza before, but you guys... You, you you help bring ingredients into this town that yeah. we weren't getting. You help train people in the ways of real pizza. I mean, yes, look, the Godfather's always going to be, um, you know, Metro Pizza. It's John Arena <laughs> hey, is, he's is my the good Godfather. Friend. I love and, John Arena. 
He's my good friend, and I call him the world's greatest ambassador for pizza. Oh, because amazing. he is. He goes all over the world promoting pizza. He's uh, a great guy. I once called him the Yoda of pizza in print, and it stuck, and people started calling him the Yoda of pizza, which I I, I, I'm very proud of that one. But, yeah, you guys really, at that time, 12 years ago, so you know, where were you eating pizza then when you decided to bring this place out here? Did I'm, you have I'm a I'm going to make you laugh. I, I don't even want to name the name of the joint. <laughs> but the first pizza I bought here... I went to pick it up, and the lady said to me, do you want ranch with that? <gasps> oh, my God. And I looked at her, and I said, honey, I said, I didn't order a salad. I ordered a pizza. Oh she said, yeah, well, do you want ranch? And I looked at her. I said, do I need it? Then uh, I was in shock. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found out about Metro when I started going to Metro. But, uh, yeah, that's the story about that. Wow. So how do you feel like have, now looking out and, you know, we, 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 we have Pizza Expo in town, of course, every year. But now the local people, we've got Tony Gemignani out of here. He hosts big parties before everything. We have a lot of really, really, yes, I think the do. pizza I have a, scene in Las Vegas, I think, is unbelievably good right now. I agree with you 100%. I, my hat's off to Tony Gemignani. He's a, you know, he deserves all the credit he gets. I was at his place in North Beach fantastic ah, everything he does is I was great. there last yeah. summer I love uh, that my place. good buddy Vincent Rotolo there's so many good guys uh, in the pizza business today my partner with Brooklyn's Best Joey uh, he started at the uh, LMB Spumoni Gardens in Bensonhurst so you got a lot of good pizza here now which mm -hmm. you didn't have so I, I want wonderful. to talk to you about Brooklyn's Best because look you know I'm always 100% honest and you and yeah. I've had this conversation yeah only been there once I always heard great great things about it but I wasn't blown away by the Sicilian that I got there the time that I went. And um, I believe one of you, you gentlemen said, oh, was the sauce a little sweeter than it is over here? And I believe it was. There was definitely a sauce issue. So yeah. you guys are related companies. I think you and Brooklyn, I talked about that one Brooklyn's time. Best and DeFara then are related, but you don't do the same recipes. Yeah. Is that correct? Well, uh, let me tell you the background on that. It's an interesting background. Please. Uh, out Next to, uh, in from 1960, I would say, till... Over 2,000, the two biggest places in New York were in Brooklyn, was the Farrah Pizza and L&B's Pomoni Gardens. Mm -hmm. So now I hired Joey, who was my partner at Brooklyn's, best pizza guy I ever met, hardest worker, wonderful fella. I hired him in 2014 when I opened the Farrah Pizza in Caesars. I put an ad all around the country for pizza guys because I wanted a top-notch guy. Mm -hmm. Well, when he called me and he gave me his resume, when he was 11 years old, his two brothers were the pizza guys at L&B's Filmoni Gardens. <laughs> they brought him in at 11 years old as a dishwasher. When he was 14, he started making the pizza. 17, him and his brothers, they all left. They opened their own pizza joints all around Brooklyn. Then they moved to Long Island. Wow. wow. So that's how I hired Joey back in... So he was at Caesars for a couple of years, and then I said to him, you know, you got everything going really good here now. Let's me and you open up. And that's <laughs> how the name came out, Brooklyn's Best Pizza and Pasta. Very cool. And all his uh, recipes are different, and I wanted them to be different. I'm happy they are because, uh, you know, his food is excellent. Our, I think our food is excellent. They're mm -hmm. both good. Yeah, that's the beauty of pizza. I mean, you know, you have your favorite, right? But, like, and I, that's the beauty of pizza in 2023 Yeah, is you have your favorite place, but there are a lot of good places to go that are a little different and you still enjoy them. Yeah. And you have your favorite style, but as opposed to when I grew up, that every city had one style and right. that was all that you were going to get. And if you dared do something that wasn't the style of the town you were from, people like would not, you know, they, they hated you. Yeah. Now you can get a lot of great different styles. You get a lot of the great different recipes. Like I said, I may like you guys a little better than Brooklyn's Best. Some people may like Brooklyn's Best a little better than, <laughs> De, you know, than Dom DeMarco's. But at the end of the day, you're, you're putting out quality pizza for the neighborhood, the, for the community. How many Brooklyn's Best do you have? Two. Two. Where are they? Uh, one's at the corner of Fort Apache and Hacienda in front of the Walmart. And the other one is... Uh, it's right under the 215 on Charleston, across from the Premium Outlet Mall mm -hmm. in the Wholesome Bread Building. Oh, yeah. It used yep. to be Lola's. Yeah. 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 Wow. Busy, okay. busy place. Very cool. Yeah, it's cool. That neighborhood has changed a lot. Thank so, God. It's changing yeah. for the better. Yes, absolutely. Right across from um, Symphony Park there. Yeah. Yes. Too, right? yeah, yeah. A lot of new apartment buildings going up. A lot of good, uh, very good changes going on down there. Yeah, if I didn't have a dog that was used to having a backyard, I'd be looking down in that neighborhood <laughs> right now. Um, well, that's great. Let's talk about what, what we have, and let's talk about the styles that you do. Because I fell in love with Dom DeMarco's because 
other than Metro, nobody else was doing a good Sicilian in this town. And I think you guys do a slightly different Sicilian than Metro does. I think your, your crust is a little heavier than theirs. It's got a little more uh, heft to it. But you guys do a fantastic Sicilian pizza. And a lot of people still don't get what separates a Sicilian from maybe a Detroit or maybe a grandma. I've tried to explain it to people many, many times. But could you tell me what makes a great Sicilian pizza? Well, uh, let me tell you. I'm glad you brought up the, the Detroit style because... Years ago, I never heard of Detroit style, but now a lot of the guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're going to start doing it at some time this year. Oh, cool. Hey. And the, the big difference with that is that is the cheese and the dough. Mm-hmm. They use that. That caramelized uh, cheese on the yeah, crust. Yeah, they use yeah. that. What is that? That Wisconsin style cheese? Yeah, Wisconsin brick cheese. Yeah. That's the big thing in the way they cook it. Uh, and we're working on it right now, but we'll probably put it out in a month or two. Doing some R&D now? Yeah, we're, when we have it perfected. That sounds like a fun job. I know, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, how do I get on that team? But what makes a good Sicilian in your mind? Well, uh, it's the same thing you need. Well, it's the dough. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you about the dough. I spent three years going back and forth with Dom DeMarco. And uh, one day he says to me, he says, a blind man could make it the dough. I said, Dominic, what do you mean, a blind man? <laughs> he said, it's all in the, the, the feel. Yeah. Do I need a more flour? Do I need a more okay. salt? Right. Do I need a more oil? I says, Dominic, how do you teach somebody that? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just so much to it. The tomatoes. You know, you got to be careful with the tomatoes. People say, I'm using the, you know, these t- tomatoes from Italy. There's so many counterfeiters over in Italy, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but Dominic had relatives that actually... Uh, made the tomatoes that came right out of uh, just used as tomatoes that uh, came out of Mount Vesuvio. So wow, uh, that's awesome. It's you got to use the right ingredients. You you got to and it's it's you know unfortunately it's it happens to be more expensive ingredients. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, but that's it. That's what makes the difference, right? It, like people want to say to me, you know, people have this impression that fine dining or good food that those of us who like good food that we always want things to be some crazy sauce from you know with caviar and gold leaf and it's not it's two things that make good food it's the quality of the ingredients and the respect for the ingredients if you start with something good and you don't try to bury that flavor then you don't have to do that much more right Right. like god did the work for you (laughs) i got a funny story about a lot of things i got a funny story about that i was partners with a guy one time for two months I'll tell you what broke up the partnership. I was ordering the best steak you could use for Philly cheesesteaks. And he said to me, oh, we're wasting a lot of money. We got to order the cheapest stuff you could get. You soak it in vinegar for a week, and then you use that. And I says to him at that, right after he said that, I said, you know what? I said, you're a nice guy, and I like you. But your philosophy and my philosophy are so different. I said, we can't be partners anymore. And And that was the end of that. Uh, because my thing is, you can't shine shit. Right, that's true, man. You can polish a turd all you want, and it doesn't do anything for it. Um, you know, while we're, we are running low on time, because your stories are great, and I think we're going to come back and do a few more broadcasts from here. So I want to have yeah. you on again in the future. But while we're here, before we run out of time, you have a couple specials going on at your bar that I uh-huh. really want to talk oh, about. I'm glad you got into that. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about <laughs> spirits, and I want to talk about wine. Your okay. wine prices and your half off. Tell me a bit about what you got going on. All right. Well, we started out with our happy hour uh, with the certain wines. Well, all the wine that we had in the place during happy hour, 50% off. Mm. And then I, I, uh, I started all these new restaurants. I go to all the new restaurants. I love new restaurants. Uh, anyway, I start seeing they got like three-inch thick wine lists. Prices, 4000 a bottle, 8000 a <laughs> oh, bottle. Oh, man. Hello. So I called up my friend over at uh, Southern, Christy Smith. I said, Christy, do me a favor. I said, give me a a list of 15 best-selling wines in Italian restaurants and good steak joints. Mm -hmm. So she sent me her list. And I called my friend over at, uh, what's the other one? Breakthrough Beverage. Right. They gave me their list. So I picked 16 of them. And I says, you know, I'm going to sell these wines Real, ch- I, they were in fact none of the wines that I was carrying because I, I never carried real expensive wines. Right. So, but now I said I'm going to. Uh, pick- but you're in a neighborhood where there's money in this neighborhood. People that oh, come yeah. in here have yeah. good taste. They eat out at nice places. They know good things. Yes, and 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 all the wine people told me, yeah, Red Rock, Ridges, Summit, 
the biggest wine drinkers in the, in the <laughs> county, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I put these 16 on, and uh, you could buy, you could. Buy, this is the truth. No bullshit here, because I, I checked all the other restaurants. <laughs> you could sell. I mean, you out of these 16 wines, they are minimum $40 cheaper than any other restaurant in town. And some of them are three hundred dollars cheaper. So give oh, me an example. Yeah. Give me okay, an example I'm going to give you, you a good example right here. Am I sidling up to the bar? After Here's this? a like, Pio Cesare, yeah. <laughs> Pio Cesare Barolo. I sell for eighty-six dollars. I don't want to name the name of the restaurants, yeah. but you could go to a couple of restaurants on a strip and one or two off the strip. Three hundred and sixty. <laughs> really? Three hundred and sixty. Wow. Damn. All right. All right. A guy come in here the other day. A doctor. I don't want to mention his name. Real nice guy. He says to me, I was at a, a restaurant in downtown Summerlin. Yesterday, he said, I had a bottle of cake bread. I paid 120 Jesus, you're selling it for 58 He says, is that a mistake? I said, no, that's no mistake. <laughs> wow. uh, Camus, 95 Everybody's getting a buck and a half, 200 Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Even I know Camus. <laughs> I don't know wine for shit, really, but yeah. Damn, man, that's great. And then you have some really good deals on your spirits, right? Well, uh, here, this is being tomorrow's pay RJ, full page ad in the RJ tomorrow in the Nevada section. Okay. Uh, liquor of the month for the whole month of January Tito's Vodka. Okay. Heard of that? I've heard of Tito's. <laughs> $5, you call it. Oh, Any damn. drink with Tito's, five bucks. Wow. Oh. Nice. Hello. Okay. Uh, beer of the month. We got a Fremont Oatmeal Stout, 16 ounce pour, four dollars. For an oatmeal stout, <laughs> four dollars. Wow. Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, like here, how about years ago prices, man? How about this I'm guy here? It. One of our local guys, Mark Wahlberg, who I'd like to meet. Never met him. I got he all goes this, everywhere. This is hey, Mark, get your ass over hey, here. Hey, here. Mark, come on the podcast. <laughs> hey, my ex-wife said to me. If he ever comes in there, call me right away. <laughs> I say, well, I'm sorry, honey. He hasn't been in yet. Anyway, Mark Wahlberg, the Blanco, Raspado, Anillo, $7. You call it. 7 so bucks. you will do the Blanco, the Reposado, or the Añejo for 7 bucks. 7 bucks. From Wahlberg's Tequila, which I can't remember the brand name. Yeah, yeah. But I know other uh, than Fletcher. when he's given away for free, I haven't seen it at those prices. <laughs> Fletcher Azul. Right. Yeah, All right, now, how about this one? If, a, if you're a bourbon drinker, Eagle Rare. Yes, please. <laughs> Age 10 years. How much? Take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, 12 bucks. Seven bucks, you oh call it. Oh, man, you're going to be so drunk before you get home <laughs> today. Bucks. I hope you got your Uber out, oh. man. Oh, my God. Here's I, another. Know, I, I parked my car over there. I'm going to have to call my husband for a ride. Here's another local guy. Local guy. Everybody knows him. Uh, we have two specialty drinks we make from his, from his, uh, his site on the Internet. John Taffer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John. We know John. I'm glad you're sitting down. <laughs> Five dollars, you call it. Oh my god! Here it is, right here, black and white, right so there. This is a good place to come for the whole to month to drink. Yeah, we need to take a picture of Check that. Check out every Thursday's <laughs> review journal. I know you've been taking out these ads with all your specials in it, man. We're gonna be back. I'm hoping. I wanted to check, so let's just negotiate right here on the air. I Can love we this. come back two weeks in two weeks time to do another podcast from here? And if you you're around or some other members of your team, we won't we won't make you do a whole 20, 30 minutes with us, but you'll be here to bring us up to date on some other things when we come back. Is that cool? My dear friend, you are welcome here any day, any time for whatever you want to do. Okay. I love it. The well, new permanent be... home of food yeah. and I know. Next week, we've got a, <laughs> we're have got we doing from Durango yep. Resort next week. But we will be back two weeks from now. And let's try to make it at least twice a month. We I come love in it. Here. Yes, yes. Do some Dom DeMarco's. This food's fantastic. regular space. The food is amazeballs. What yeah. are, so I, this short rib pizza is great. I was just going to say, we have to talk about oh, this food. Let me yeah. quick tell you about the short rib raviolis. Oh, okay. Oh. I do a show at the Circa every Friday night. It's over... Tomorrow, this Friday is the last night. It was 18 weeks for football. Mm -hmm. I sponsored the show. Yeah. Brooklyn's best sponsored it, actually. So, so uh, Derek Stevens sitting next to me, and he says, you know what, Al? He said, I can't find beef-filled beef raviolis anymore. I love them. Yeah. I said, Derek, I'll get them for you. <laughs> he said, could I say it on air? I said, you can say whatever you want on air. <laughs> he gets, we get back on air, and he says, Al told me that he's going to find me. to." Well, I found them the beef filled raviolis and I found them the short rib filled raviolis <laughs> yes. so I texted him I said 
He lives right across the street in Empowers. I said, you want me to send them over to your house? You want me to bring them to the show Friday night? He said, bring them to the show. We'll eat them on the show. So if anybody's watching that show Friday night, we'll be eating them. Awesome. Okay. Well, as this airs, this is airing Friday. We we hit. And so tonight, tune into that show. So delicious. So tender. Food's great. Both both the pizza and the ravioli as far as the short rib. I love the garbage pizza. Those onions on the short rib pizza are just so fucking beautiful. Just caramelized and and sweet and beautiful. What kind of cheese is on that? Um, are on both of these pizzas. Regular Mott's on and the smoked. garbage pizza and smoke Mott's wow. on the short rib pizza. Really, really yeah, good. By, by the way, we make our own fresh Mott's here every day. Oh, oh hell yes. yeah. Even yeah. better. Maybe one of these days we'll do a little oh, Mott's making demo, right? <laughs> we have to have video for that. But, yes. Well, look, thank you so much, Albert. We will be back two weeks. Put it on the calendar yes. right now. We'll be yeah. talking more about this. We got to wrap up this show, though. So the news is next. We will be back. This is Food and Loathing. We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out anytime at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. And it is news time to start things off. Italy just celebrated its fifth anniversary in Park MGM. Party itself was held during the week between Christmas and New Year. They gave away a lot of bites and sips to whoever came out. They even sliced a birthday panettone. Yeah, baby. So that was really awesome. I dropped by the event, and I did have a little time to speak with Lupa, Luca Esposito. He's their local director of restaurants, and um, we spoke a bit about reaching this milestone. I think it's been a fun ride. Uh, the last five years, there's so much that uh, has been going on, and I think we take great pride of this store and uh, the success of this store. I think the way it's built, it's so specific and extremely dedicated to uh, the Las Vegas crowd. Uh, the location is fantastic around T-Mobile and Allegiant and Dolby Theater. Uh, and it's also fun because it is the fifth anniversary and it happens exactly during the holidays. So we're really able to combine the two things and find ways to bring people inside of the store to celebrate with us. Um, for those who may not have been to Italy, right? Um, it, it came to Las Vegas before the food hall trend really took over. And I don't know if you would call it a food hall, but it's, it's the, there are similarities. How would you describe Italy to somebody who has never been here? Italy, in its uh, core, it's a restaurant and marketplace uh, founded in 2007 back in Italy. And then we started in North America in 2010 with our first store in New York. And it's this combination of eating, shopping, and learning. It's a 24 hours experience, I would say, uh, where you have the option to either sit at a restaurant or uh, do some shopping in a retail selection and, and learning through classes that we do have it here. So this is the exact core of Italy um, as a brand. And how is the Las Vegas Italy different than Italy's people may have experienced, whether it's in Italy or New York City or any of the other many cities around the world that that you have in Italy? I would say that the main difference is that our uh, retail selection is slightly smaller, while we have a much bigger restaurant selection. Uh, You were mentioning about our food market. Uh, This was really uh, the first concept within Italy uh, and has been a great success. It's six different food um, markets uh, and with multiple selections, two bars. Um, And so uh, you really have the possibility to experience Italian food from north to south, you know, from the restaurants to the food market. Slow Food USA held an event this week to honor some local restaurants. Actually, by the time you hear this, their event at Bar Zazu and Resorts World will be over, and Jem and I and I will have attended it, I believe. Are you going, Jem? I think so. Okay, so by the time this is over... <laughs> I will we, confirm with we'll you this afternoon. We've been to that. <laughs> I was supposed to, um, in order to get it on the show, I was supposed to have just spoken to Nicole Brisson from Brezza, because they're the first, first local restaurant um, being honored by this group with their Snail of Approval 
Award. They were honored actually last month on November 30th, and that's based on evaluations of six areas. Their sourcing, their environmental impact, their cultural connection, their community involvement, their staff support, and their business values. So this event, which again, when you hear this on Friday morning, it will have happened the night before. It also recognized several other local snail of approval recipients and a few that are pending. So they included Brezza and Yukon Pizza, Vesta Coffee Roasters, Tin Ficionado, Sparrow and Wolf, Manzu Italian Oven and Bar, and Desert Moon Mushrooms. And right when I leave here, I'm heading out to speak to Nicole Brisson. So in the due to the magic of time lapse, you're going to be able to hear <laughs> it right now about the honor and um, yeah, what what really went on. I'm very excited about this award for a number of reasons. About a year ago, we launched the, two year, two and a half years ago, actually, we launched the first Las Vegas Slow Food Chapter, and it was a huge initiative of mine to, to really just get recognition to the to what slow food was to Vegas. You know, a lot of people don't realize that there's more farms in close proximity to Vegas than there is San Francisco or LA, you know, and I feel like as a culinary community, and I know this is something Chef Rob and myself carry very dear to our hearts, is you have to you have to get it out you have to get the message out there you know it's really easy to just buy some cryovac turnips from the the hotel uh, warehouse but it's a lot harder to fill out 50 credit applications for small boutique farmers and really really support the the little guy you know so what is for those who aren't familiar with the slow foods movement the slow foods organization could you talk about what the what the goals of this group are and how you got involved with them yeah, I mean, when I lived in Italy, I mean, that was over 20 years ago, um, every every restaurant that you would go to, you'd see the snail of approval on the door or, or some kind of like snail on the menu or something. And it really made me ask the question of what what is this all about? And then as fast forward to uh, my time with the Batali Group, you know, I really got heavily involved with Patrick Martins, who brought the chapter to the United States originally. And it was really about the farms, you know, it was about the heritage breeds of pigs I was buying. It was about the heritage turkeys, or the heritage chickens. And um, I really spent a lot of time with the cattle ranchers in the farm covered in in chicken feces and, and pig feces and, and, and really getting to know the operations and what it was all about. And this, what, it, what it really is, is going back to those old artisanal products of good, good, fair, clean food, you know, um, doing it the right way, not rushing it, not becoming commodity, not um, becoming commercialized and and really just going back to the basics, having good soil, good product, good animals. And as Patrick always says, to eat them is to save them. So, Chef Rob, what is it that you guys do over in Brezza that really embraces this slow foods philosophy? Well, it all starts with the education of the staff. We let them know exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And then they try to bring that to the customer. Um, when you have an organization that's cataloging extinct species or, or uh, vegetables that are about to go extinct, you start really asking the question, why is this? I mean, when you look on menus, you see that everybody has asparagus. They have the, the usual suspects. They're not using the stuff that's in season. Um, I think the education of the cook coming up is not very good these days, and they don't really know what it is that they're cooking and why they're cooking it. They're used to just getting, as as Chef said earlier, just some pre-peeled turnips from somewhere or some warehouse giant that's handing you these things that they have because they're at a better price. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation with another chef, and we were saying ingredients speak so much right like we, we we praise chefs and you guys all deserve praise for being very creative and very innovative but at the end of the day it starts with what comes out of the ground it starts with what what god delivers and great farmers and great ranchers and do you feel that that's lo- either one of you do you feel that that's lost in today's generation of chefs is really knowing where your food comes from i, I absolutely do you know and that's why this message is so important to me you know i, I thought about it when when you called me when I was out at that pig ranch and, you know, now we're, we have the younger generation below Rob and I that we're trying to get out to these facilities to see these things and, and understand why we're so passionate about it and what we do. But, but yeah, I mean, if you start with great product, you really don't have to mask it with five squeeze bottle sauces or crusts or foams or, or some kind of like craziness. You, you really just have to highlight that beautiful product that you're putting on the plate. So you were, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brezzo was the first local restaurant to be honored with this Snail of Approval Award. But at the event this week, several restaurants are, are being honored. Could you talk a bit about the other restaurants that are being honored and how they were chosen? Uh, you're absolutely correct. And um, 
I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun at this event because it's really our friends and family that we're surrounding ourselves around. Um, the first being the most dear to my heart, uh, Chef Gio from Monzu. You know, we've spent so much time together working with each other, without each other. But and he he originally tried to start the first slow food chapter, I think, 19 or 20 years ago. And it just didn't stick at the time because I don't think we had the culinary community that we have now. So we really get to not only celebrate the awards, but celebrate the culinary community, I think, that we've created as as a team, as as a community, really. Um, so Chef Gio will be there. Uh, Brian Howard, also a dear friend and neighbor. Um, he's he's doing all the, the, the right things. We have Yukon Pizza, who's one of my former line cooks, actually, which I'm really excited about seeing him. Um, we've got uh, Vesta Coffee. We've got um, Tin Fish Club. We, we should have at least eight awardees by that time. So it's been a kind of a, a final push because as a executive board of uh, Slow Food, we had to actually do site visits and, and get the approval process for all these restaurants. But I mean, these are the first eight to 10 that are going to be approved, but then we're hoping it's 20, 30 more down the road, you know? So for chefs who are hearing about this, how can they get involved? Either one of you. Well, you'll, at first you go and sign up for the newsletters, right? You go on the website and find out what it's about and see if that's for you. And it should be. I mean, you're you're supporting the environment and the, the continuous growth of these vegetables that are, seem to be go, getting lost in translation. Um, and then you just pay attention. Read the newsletters. Get on there. Go to the events. We're going to be doing more events throughout the year. Stay tuned. And there you go. There's my interview with not only Chef Nicole Brisson, as promised, but also Chef Rob Moore of Brezza. This Saturday, January 6th, author, that's tomorrow if you're listening on Friday, obviously, author and local Las Vegas City cast host Sarah Lohman is speaking with another author and local culinary icon Kim Foster at the Writer's Block Bookstore in downtown Las Vegas about her new book, Endangered Eating. That's Sarah's new book, Endangered Eating. The talk begins at 7 p.m. Worth mentioning is Kim's new book, The Meth Lunches. Hell yeah. Here's me hoping to speak to both of them soon, and both books are available for sale at the Writer's Block. Never had meth for lunch. <laughs> I can't say I have either. I was but never a meth I, fan. I, I liked been, a lot of drugs in my day. I, meth was never one of my favorites, man. I can't say <laughs> I tried that one. Had to listen to um, a lot of stupid shit right? from a lot of stupid people and didn't um, enjoy it. I've <laughs> uh, been reading the book. It's an amazing study on what communities can do with food, what it means for people in in um, certain demographics. So, yeah, I'm really hoping to get uh, both of them on to talk about various things. Um, and, you know, I just have to throw this out there because it made me laugh. And I had a huge migraine this morning. So in the ridiculous department of ridiculousness, a woman is suing Hershey's Chocolate for $5 million for misrepresenting shapes of their holiday confections and possibly purposely using die cuts that may be, shall we say, unseemly? It's a class action case, and I'm just going to say Google it or something, but it made me laugh. She's freaking out about pumpkins not yeah, looking Yeah, the pumpkin like didn't look enough something. like a pumpkin. I mean, I get that, man. You know, you see those things, and there's a fucking pumpkin Reese's cup, okay. and then you open it up, and it's a blob. And then one day they wrap it to look like Santa Claus. The next day they wrap it to look like a pumpkin. It all goes back to Frank Carvel and the fucking fudgy the whale and the oh, yeah. cookie puss. Well, but don't even get me on that tangent. Right? Well, I'm losing say... my mind just talking about this. I got to go. Go and go and watch the one of the most recent SNLs with Adam Driver. There's a home shopping version skit. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it fits this story. Every artisan thing he did yeah. looked like a dick. F- finish, yeah. <laughs> finish Sometimes that off. happens. Finish Sorry. your day <laughs> off with a good laugh, so there we are. Okay, <laughs> are we done, man? Is that about it for it's, the news? Yeah. Okay, I guess that's about it for this week. Um, thanks to all of our guests who joined us, uh, Albert Scaliad, um, Luca Esposito, Nicole Brisson. Thanks to you, Gemini and to Rich, for all that you guys do for this show each and every week. So great to be back here doing this so in person. Happy. Again, hopefully we'll be doing most of these in person uh, for the yes. next few weeks moving yeah. forward. On behalf of everybody, I'm Al Mancini, wishing you all a happy new year and reminding you to always stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>